Well, we're very fortunate this morning to have our morning lecture given today by Brother Olin Rogers. And the title of his talk will be, Will History Repeat Itself? Brother Olin? Good morning, fellow students. Today is the last day of our Bible school. We've learned, we've heard, we've discussed, we've meditated on many, many things. And being weak, leaky vessels, we won't retain all of it. But what we do retain, what are we going to do with it? This morning, I'd like to ask some questions. I'm not going to give any answers. You have to find your own answers. I'm just going to ask questions. What will we do with what we've learned this week? Will we put it to use in our walk? Will we let it just set and more or less run off, waiting for another Bible school to recharge? History, and particularly the history of God's people, has been a long and tragic story of rejecting the Word of God. Not not knowing it, they knew it, but they rejected it. They rejected it by not using it. They rejected it by refusing to believe it. Each of us believes it. But will we reject it by not using it? Let us look for a moment at Hosea, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Doesn't say that they didn't know. It says they rejected it. They forgot it. And in forgetting the laws of God, God forgets them. Well, <laughs> we can't be pious. <clears throat> we can't be holier than thou. We're no different than they are. We're people too. World conditions are not a great deal different now than they were then. They weren't worthy and neither are we, of God's mercy and compassion. Yet, God extends it, and he extends it to the maximum, even when, in man's eyes, we may not deserve it. God extends it. And he only ends it when there's no response. He removes his mercy when men 
refuse to respond to him and accept his mercy. Let us look at Ezekiel, 14th chapter, 6th through the 8th verses. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent and turn yourselves from idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For every one of the house of Israel, or the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, which separateth himself from me, and setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. And I will set my face against that man, and will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of the people, that ye shall know that I am the Lord. There's a lesson there. That that which we have learned this week should not be used to justify ourselves. We do not go to the scriptures to justify a position. We go to the scriptures to find out what God says. And if we go to prove we're right, that's what God says of us. If he cometh to the prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him. And his answer is, he will reject him. We've had much, we've had much this week. As I said in the beginning, maybe more than we can retain. But that which we have and that which we have retained what are we going to do with it? Are we more devoted to God and the truth than were the ancient Israelites? I doubt it. We're human beings. You know, through all of history, from the beginning of time until now, one thing has remained pretty constant. It's not a very straight line, but it's supposed to be. Hasn't changed much, hasn't changed at all, from Adam until now. Nor will it change until God changes it. One other thing hasn't changed either. From the beginning till now. God's standards. What God has expected of man remains constant. What man is remains constant. Neither change. The difference, or how do we get from here to here, What are we going to do with what we have learned?
We must always strive for this, even though we are this. There's a big gap. That's why the word effort is so big. It's not an easy task. It's a very difficult task. Men in, particularly, we're talking of the Israelites in times past, didn't even know sometimes that they were not doing the words of God. When God confronted them with their slackness, I'm not polluted. I don't chase false gods. I'm different than the Gentiles. I'm not the same as them. We're different. Do we say that? Make sure that God's answer to us is not the answer he gave the Israelites. Let's look at Jeremiah, the second chapter, 23rd verse, for a moment. Jeremiah 2 and 23. How canst thou say I am not polluted? I have not gone after Balaam. See thy way in the valley. Know what thou hast done. Thou art a swift dromedary, traversing her ways. We can fool ourselves, we can fool our brothers, we can fool the world. We can't fool God. What is our reaction to the truth? You know, we go back to our daily lives from this time of respite. We hear words from the society around us, ah, you're old-fashioned. You're not with it. You're not doing your thing. You're too narrow-minded. You don't have any love. You're too conservative. Any of that sound very, very familiar? So what? Maybe we should be. Maybe we should be. God's standards have not changed. If they're old-fashioned, maybe we should be old-fashioned. If they're not with it, maybe we shouldn't be with it either. If they're conservative, maybe we should be conservative also. You know, it's difficult to understand the degree of ignorance that the Israelites had because we have the same degree. We're human beings. Mortality doesn't change. We are what we are. And only by this do we do something different with it. We can't make it disappear, but we can overcome it. One more example I'd like to give. Let's look at Revelation, third chapter, 14 through the 19th verses. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, knowest thou, knowest not 
that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. The rebuke of the Laodiceans by Jesus bad enough. They thought they had need of nothing, when in reality they had need of everything. But the, the real tragedy there, they didn't know it. Knowest not that thou art? They didn't know that they lacked or that they did not have those things. Paul knew, O wretched men that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Paul knew, and he extended maximum effort and tried to overcome that wretched body. Will history repeat itself? Will the ecclesias the brethren of today reaped the same condemnation as Laodiceans did, that they didn't know how poor and blind and naked and miserable and wretched they really were? Or will they be as Paul, who knew how poor and blind and miserable and naked and wretched he was and made a strong effort to overcome? So I ask again, what will we do with that which we have learned? 